0: Hello, I'm Lindsay and this is the very first FSF podcast. Hooray! I'm going to do a slight quiz. Uh, are you a quizzing group? Do you like quizzes? Ooh, How they are. <laughs> that was an interesting reaction. I love a quiz, me. Um, who is England's most capped player? Anyone? Anyone? Peach. Who's in, uh, We're having we're having people shouting out without the microphone, which is bad form.
1: Uh, Peter Shilton.
0: Oh, there we are. Peter Shilton is answer one. I'll tell you in a second. Uh, what is the name of the England manager? The current England manager?
2: Roy Hudson. Roy. Roy.
0: And who did England <laughs> play in their last fixture? Anybody? Who did England play in their last bit? This is the toughest one, isn't it, of the three?
3: They played Italy in a friendly, but I don't know the last competitive one.
0: OK, interesting, because although those answers, I've been a bit ambiguous there. They, they are right... Some of them. <laughs> Not sure about the Italy one. Um, But I'm actually after the answers. Farah Williams, who got 140 caps. Mark Sampson is the head coach, and we lost one nil to Canada in an international friendly. Uh, what am I talking about? the women's team Women's World Cup that's happening this summer Um, who is going to be watching first of all show of hands I'm really impressed with that reaction we've had probably more than more than 60% of hands going up in the room is there anyone that's taking an abstinence no I'm definitely not going to watch any of it Uh, one person at the back you need to explain why to the whole room please
4: (laughs) oh be careful
0: (laughs) watch your words and also uh, we know where you live (laughs)
4: Um, it's just not as exciting as uh, the, the men's game. It's very simple. If you enjoy the Premier League or the Champions League and the World Cup, it's almost like watching the Scottish Premier League. It's just... <laughs> not that bad.
5: <laughs> have,
0: you wa- have you watched much?
4: I flicked. See, the hesitation
0: there. The hesitation said a I've lot. I've tried
4: to watch the, the women's, but I, I just cannot, for some reason, get into it. It might be the atmosphere at the games...
0: And which it, is an issue. Participation which is
4: energy. an issue. Yeah, um, I think that's a big part of it. If there was a, a, a bigger atmosphere, which there seems to be, they're building it now on, on BT Sport. They're doing a lot with the women's uh, professional leagues, and that. that's kind of drawn me in a little bit. But I can't see myself sitting there watching it if I'm if I'm used to seeing Aguero and all these top players in the Champions League. It just wouldn't. Is, is that? that
0: the danger, though? And I'm going to bring Laura in on the panel because I know you're a fan of women's football, but is that the danger that we too often make the comparison between the men's stars of the game and the women's? Aren't, are there not different attributes and different skills to this? And is this not the year that women's football broke through? And ahead of a summer where there isn't as much football, it's quite sparse, are we not treated to a, a really great tournament out in Canada?
3: Uh, yeah, I think the, the, the women's game is um, perceived... To be uh, less technical and uh, less exciting, um, but as you said, you've only flicked through these these games. So if you'd actually watched an entire game and looked at the skill level, it it's not as robust. It's not as strong as uh, as as the men's game. But then we come back to. Um, I lost my train. Well,
0: I, well actually, I'll, in, I'll <laughs> come and save you here with a little bit of an interjection because I just wanted to say that ha, did you see the Stephanie Roach goal? Mm. Because that was that was public, wasn't it? I mean, did anyone see any Aluko's Lu- goal that she scored, which was a, a fantastic sort of messy effort where she went through and sliced through defence? We've got s- somebody nodding here, someone who obviously watches a lot of women's football. There. I'll mention Tony Duggan scoring well, a great goal it, as well.
2: But certainly, I got a lot more satisfaction last season watching Sunderland Ladies get promoted from WSL two hey. to WSL one. Yes, that's perhaps a, a criticism of how en- how much I was in not enjoying the men's game. <laughs> um, but I think you know, as an organisation, we've got to remember that we are the football supporters' federation, not the men's football supporters' federation. And I think there's an awful lot going on in women's football. There's much greater coverage now in BT Sport and BBC of it. And I think if you go back to the Olympics, I think women's football and the game that was played the Great Britain team at, at uh, Wembley, really sort of started off the interest throughout the country. And a, th- the
0: a point there with the friendly against Germany, was this or was this not a point, that the fact that they did not expect the Saturday. amount of crowd that they got, they and capped the, the yeah, actual capacity, um, so they could have sold that out? the tubes
2: running that day, absolutely, yes. And, and, and a lot of people didn't turn up because it was seen down that particular day as well. <laughs> we'll edit that <laughs> bit out, Mark. Mark but, at the back uh, yeah. is getting a bit twitchy on the phaser. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, I've It's much more relaxing watching it. The skill level is actually improving all of the time at women's football, and I think it's something that more... um, supporters should be taking an interest in.
0: Ian, interesting that you're a Sunderland ladies uh, supporter because a lot of England girls coming through that. You're the current England captain, Steph Horton, five of them in the England squad. Um, But let's talk about the women versus ladies because Manchester City launched a team. I suppose they're going and following the men's example there because a bit of money pumped into it. But they decided to go... A bit of money, yeah. Uh, They decided to go with Man City women... And everyone else is ladies. Um, do we feel there is a difference in terminology there? Should we as address they don't that? Call them women in the room? Girls. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as long as they don't call girl. them girls,
3: it's fine.
0: Any, any, of, any of the women got any response to that? <laughs> <laughs> we had the lady that, that pitched yeah. in earlier with Italy. From women not particularly,
3: it's just terminology, isn't it? I wouldn't really want to get bogged down in the whole female and women and ladies thing.
0: Oh, you've got the courage now. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs>
6: right. Um, No, I'll tell you an interesting story, actually. I'm from Sweden originally. I was in Sweden during the Euro a couple of years ago. It was absolutely brilliant. The atmosphere was amazing. So I don't buy into that, that there's no atmosphere, because the whole country was buzzing. Can
0: I just say, was that partly because the stadiums were smaller? They were were at a capacity of sort of 8,000, 6,000, weren't they? Is that part of the problem in this country, that we're playing in two big stadiums?
6: Possibly, yes. And also, what happened in Sweden was that uh, the councils and the cities got real involved so they put the fixtures in smaller cities as well um, so cities that normally don't get big fixtures or international football so that sort of helped as well because then the people in that city thought well, I actually get a chance to watch international football this is brilliant mm-hmm. um, but it's not another story about the FIFA Women's Cup is that in Sweden the broadcasting uh, sort of the equivalent of ITV they did not want to call it the FIFA Women's Cup, they just wanted to call it the uh, World Cup basically, because they have um, their ideas they don't want to divide it into the men's game or the or the women's game, just call it football and the World Cup, um, but FIFA told them they have to call it FIFA Women's Cup, they asked do we have to call it the FIFA Men's World Cup, and the answer was no so with that, if you're going to call it the women's team, why not call it a men's team as well? Interesting, I wonder what the response is out
0: there, hashtag FSF pod, if you've got any views, Michael
1: well, it's The game is slow, it's unsophisticated, um, lacking in physicality and technique, and that's why I don't watch the England men's team. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm quite looking forward to the Women's World Cup.
5: Okay, I was just about to say, as someone
0: who's heading out to Canada on Saturday, that was about to wound me. Um, Kev, do you have much uptake in terms of supporters' federation for England women?
5: Well, honestly, no, we don't. And I think that's, um, it's one of the issues, I I think Ian was right before when he said that we're clearly the Football Supporters Federation, and that's for the supporters of football. Mm -hmm. The fact of the matter is, at this stage of development, we don't have a lot of supporters organisations set up for women's football. Now, that's maybe because a lot of the football supporters' organisations that spring into life these days, spring into life because they've got huge problems with the way the football's being run. And in women's football at the moment, there seems to be a genuine effort to encourage more people to come. The pricing's more reasonable. It's a more sort of friendly, welcoming sort of atmosphere for a lot of people who are coming there for the first time. And maybe that's why we have... One of the reasons we haven't had protest movements among spectators of women's football, that there doesn't seem to be yet... But I think it will come, uh, there doesn't seem to be yet a culture of those organised supporters that are on, on the women's game. Well, there's still that, that tribalism may be something
3: about, about football is that I was literally born into being a Sheffield Wednesday supporter and and it was always the men's game. There, were, there was a burgeoning uh, female team coming through, um, but... There was never an encouragement To go and watch the female game I think this generation is starting to come through now Where uh, people, parents are taking their kids To go and watch female uh, football Women's football uh, And over the next couple of generations That's going to change, I think
7: I think just before I, I go on, that goal that we mentioned, Stephanie Roach, what a goal that was. Mm-hmm. It was un Literally, if anyone hasn't seen that goal, please have a look at that goal. But um, yeah, fine example of what what we can see and what is capable. I'm looking forward to the the Women's World Cup and I'm hopeful that England can do really well as well.
0: And we we have players as well like Marta, who is as big as Neymar in Mm. Brazil. So it isn't for every country that they don't have the same equality or same coverage. Um, Let's go to Martin.
1: Uh, yeah, just quickly there, there has been a bit of a protest movement uh, amongst women's football supporters because you talked to the fans of Doncaster Bells yeah, who were yeah, treated yeah. quite appallingly by the mm. football authorities a couple of years ago they actually ran a very good campaign and I think a lot of that is still going on mm. uh, and if people don't know that story it's well worth uh, looking into the background because it, it says a lot about football in this country
6: and
3: yeah. it was devastating for them because they were such an integral part of uh, the development of uh, uh, fi- uh, women's football in this country because they were champions year after year after year and for them to be be relegated out of the new Premier League that, that was being created. Another, that's true and it,
5: and it was outrageous but I think that the, it's, still, it's almost like the exception that proves the rule mm. it, it, I mean I've no doubt at all that as Laura said it, there will be a development in that direction in the future as that fan culture around the women's game starts to develop but we're in the very early stages mm. I think that's probably why it's not yet reflected in terms of the FSF
7: membership and participation. That'll come too.
0: We've got another audience member, and I think we've got an audience full of Michaels, have we? You have yeah, indeed, yeah. yeah.
7: Um, you were saying earlier that um, it's important to kind of distinguish between the women's and the men's game so that we're not looking for the parallels. But, um, for example, in, um, in Seattle, where suddenly the women's team is as big as the men's team within the city. Bigger? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, they've kind of they've worked on the fact that it's tried and tested that these are the things that work. So, building the women's game into that for the time being, at least, until there's a chance to kind of take it a different way. That's what works at the moment, and um, it's also with the announcement this week that um, women's football is going to be in FIFA 16 as a breakthrough. That's it's that kind of thing that I think will change the mentality yeah. for for children growing up, because it's that sort of familiarity that, mm. for example, like, you wouldn't have... I think a lot of people wouldn't have had the same interest in the African Cup of Nations, which is coming, if the likes of Torre and that weren't appearing. So if, if you don't know the people who are there, you're not going to feel any kind of draw to it, whereas if, if it's kids playing these games week in, week out on their PlayStation, then suddenly it becomes something they can become more attached to.
0: I think Laura agrees, and a agree. baby does. <laughs> Kicking, kicking.
3: Yeah, completely agree with you. It's 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 this sort of um, recognising who the players are because I think a lot of people who watch uh, women's football sit as a neutral. And it's good to have that sort of connection with a team or a player that you're interested in. It, it triggers your your interest. And I, th- I, I do think that that's a massive step forward. I also think that the World Cup being on, on terrestrial telly, uh, all the games being on... Uh, it is going to be fantastic for the Interesting
0: game. to bring that in, because, John, as a Manchester City fan, you've made your points clear about the men's side. Do you automatically follow the ladies' side as well? Well,
3: well I do,
1: actually, yeah. And, and I would disagree with the guy at the back about the atmosphere, because they play the women's game and the academy games in a smaller stadium. They're generally sold out, and people are very enthused, and it's also much more accessible. So if you've got a young daughter or a niece who's seven or eight, she can meet the captain of the city the city team plus the main players are there aguero will sit and watch the women's team despite what you might think mm-hmm. and vincent company turns and it actually it makes it so easy for people to go in there's none of the threats there's none of the media people can go in and they can have a good time and, and I think I, I, in the Football Museum in Manchester, there's a, there's a thing about, in 1926, I think, Everton ladies versus someone else had 88,000 before the FA decided to ban the women's game. So we, we're not talking about an equivalence here. We're talking about a huge gap of 60 or 70 years that you can't bridge. But
7: it'll be be
1: like in tennis, you know, where the the top women's tennis players and the top men get the same prize money. And that will be the real test of the women's. Because at the end of the day, 51% of the population already are there. And that's a huge market for people to to develop and make better. And and I I share your views about the Doncaster Bells. I think we, we profited from that, which wasn't our intention. I think it's part of the whole shenanigans. But hopefully Doncaster Bells will come back and beat everyone and say, I told you so. (laughs) We've
0: had that debate and John, I'm liking the use of we, obviously is taking on Man City ladies as well as Manchester City uh, men's team. Let's go to back of the room, the West Ham fan and you started us off with with some quite out there comments. Have you been convinced at all to watch the goings on in Canada? Um, (laughs) We're all on the edge of our seat here.
4: uh, Kind of, yeah. Okay, a no, slight I, I, win. I think he's made a good point about the gap, the, the kind of 60, 70 years that, that that there is between men's and women's football. Um, I have no doubt that in in time that the women's game will be much, I, I mean, fairer, cleaner than, than maybe the men's game. And it would be something for children to, to follow as opposed to the men. And okay. the way they conduct themselves on the pitch, well, I don't think women—they're uh, probably better role models than, than than what we see on on the TV every oh, week. I
3: don't know so. Who head <laughs> butted? We, well, we did. We yeah, we, we did
0: have an incident with Jill Scott. Uh, no, I, dis- yeah. I disagree
4: with that. <laughs> the, the, the women's game, I think
1: at the moment it's in danger of being slightly patronised, oh bless them aren't they doing well, you want it like the men's game, you want the rivalries, the tribalism, the fights, I could go and tell everyone, the Yeah but I could go and say the Liverpool goalkeeper is rubbish and no one would disagree because it's true but if I said the, 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 the women's goalkeeper is rubbish, I'd get attacked saying oh they're improving all the time and oh they're doing their best, you've got to kind of, you've got to let the tribalism, let the viewer have a go get in and I do think it's patronised and bless them at the moment, so in a way when it's more like the men's game with the rivalries, the tribalism people arguing over it, it will be stronger let it, let it stand on it's own two feet rather than poor old women aren't they doing well
5: I think there are bits of that coming into the game because just a couple of things from My personal experience, Newcastle United Football Club have treated their women's team, or the Newcastle women's team, absolutely appallingly. So that's something in common with the men's game. And, you know, the tribe, I mean, I I don't watch a lot of women's football, but I do want Sunderland ladies to lose. (laughs) Uh,
0: Last comment from the floor. Well,
1: just a couple of quick ones. Um, Quick quiz question Which women's team have reached the semis of each World Cup? All six of them? USA. Well done. Um, I think I'm right in saying that in World War I, uh, when World War I was on, uh, supporters went to watch women's yeah. football, and when the chaps came back, the uh, FA banned it.
6: They did. Yeah. It wasn't. And,
0: and that is coming back to the point that John made about all these years that we've got to make up. So maybe there's still a lot to do.